comes. Here. And watch out! He's gone! Wow! Point, because there's a 6% slope, 50 feet. So right now it will gather speed. Good weight. A two footer. Oh my goodness. All the way! Can you believe that? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Episode 41, Walk It In Podcast. I'm here with the winner, Jeff Zamara. Big winner. Hey, I grew up in New Jersey where Wawa was life. And Hoagie Fest, every single summer, where they rotate all of their hoagies uh, throughout the summer. I couldn't get enough of it. I don't know if they've got hoagies um, and, and Wawa. We don't in, uh, in the Midwest. In Chicago. It's, a, it's a disappointing situation. Well, we got to get there for you because Tom Hoagie will be forever on your side. He will. 60, Ho- Hoagie 60 to one winner for Jeff. That's right. Hoagie rolling. That was an awesome finish. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I had written that bet off for dead as did the announcers. When Hoagie double bogeyed the par three, I think number five on the front nine, it was just a terrible bogey. And it was and like, all right. He, he looked dejected too. I he mean, did. he flipped his putter into the bag. It was like, okay, mentally, this guy's not here. And then his back nine was electric. Yeah, absolutely. Um, kudos to you, man. Not Thank only you. did you, you hit the winner, obviously, but you also had a, a top 20 on Hoagie. So um, really, really nice cash there for you. 60 to one. That's what we do here. We pick winners. That's right. That's it right. wasn't me this week. I had a turn uh, in the positive the last few weeks. Jeff is back picking winners like he always does. <laughs> picking winners on this podcast, having uh, near DFL when it comes to um, the one and done, you know, some good, some good, some bad, whatever. But yes, hoagie rolling. I enjoyed every bit of that. That was fun to watch. And when he made the putt on 17, I was pretty surprised. I thought that that, you know, when he put it on the green shot tracer, I was like, Oh crap, that's going left short-sided, short-sided hits the green. All right. Two putt par. And then he buries it. And then he played 18 the way you want to play 18 when you're up two strokes, like five wood, eight iron pitching. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool, dude. Don't yeah, mess yeah. it up. He was uh yeah, he did everything right there. Obviously just hit safe shots and, and go home with a win. Uh, then we needed, uh, or, or I should say, Bo Hostler needed to eagle oh, yeah. uh, eighteen to to force a playoff, and or he just thirty for solo second. <laughs> well, yeah, I was about to say he ends up. Not only does he not eagle and force a playoff, but he lets Jordan Spieth take a solo second because yeah. Hostler drops a shot on the right. par five, and he uh, loses a lot of money in the process. So a lot of money, a lot of FedEx Cup points. We we talk about how the broadcast keeps mentioning every shot counts. <laughs> like Paul Hosler dumps a three wood into the bunker, and then his bunker shot was, was horrific. Horrend- and then I mean, his putt was horrific. Right. It's it's like when guys walk up to the tee box and there's like one fairway bunker right in the middle of the fairway. I'm like, cool. I'm just gonna aim right at that because there's no way I'm gonna hit it. This was with Bo Hosler. Like, I gotta make it, so I'm gonna aim right at it, and then he completely clears it by 35, 40 feet. I, you know, I don't know what was going through like his mind and his caddy's mind, and you know, he wants to eagle and mm-hmm. force a playoff, obviously. But at some point, it's like, how realistic is this? Let's at le- let's at least hit like safe shots here and and get that second place money, right? I mean, when does that start creeping into a caddy's mind? Sure. And then you know, can you imagine a caddy saying that though? I know. Well, Caddy's the not going to be like, Bo don't Hosler. Go for this. Yeah. yeah. 
He's like, what the are you talking about, man? We're right. here to win a tournament. But I hear you. Right. I hear you. There's other things to play for. Got to keep your tour card, all that stuff. But, uh, you know, especially the, like the way that green was and where the pin location was relative to the bunker. It's like, I don't know, maybe don't fly the ball where you flew it and, and just kind of, mm. you know, hit a safe shot. Like, don't try to jar it. If it happens, it happens. But like, at least put yourself in a good position to make the next putt. Right. Right. Yep. I hear you, man. Um, it was, I was thankful. Uh, my mom, a loyal listener texted me, uh, right after the sand shot. Um, my dad then texted me three minutes later and said, I told your mom she had to wait to text you. Congrats. Congrats on Tom Hoagie so that she didn't jinx it. Um, yeah. Cause you imagine if he dunked that sand shot, if my mom had texted me, well, a minute that's earlier, why in our group chat, I had mentioned Hostler still has a chance here. And our uh, buddy, huh? Matt, he was like, ah, it's over. And I, I, I know better. <laughs> Thank but, you. That's the podcast brother right there. Yeah. Look, I know looking better, out for the it, last minute jinx. <laughs> it ended up obviously working out for you. Kudos to you. We're Thank back you. in the winner's circle. Yes, that's and, right. We uh, are. You're you're racking them up ever since since the tail end of last year. We got like four in the last six or seven weeks, right? I think so. Yeah, between Cantlay and then Cam Smith and and now Tom Hoagie. Yeah, we'll get a little roll here. I honestly, I'm I'm gonna say this right now. I will trade. I'll trade an O for five week on the podcast this week if I can get a, a one and done win. I mean, odds are one of my guys that I have a win bet on this this week is going to be my one and done pick. Odds are. So it wouldn't necessarily be an offer and a one and done victory, but I need it bad, man. It's week three and I need it bad. I told this pod, I told you last week, look out, Cam Tringali missed the cut. Watch oh, out. It was horrendous, man. It, I, I think some Twitter chatter said that he might have been injured. He was reaching down to pick up the ball out of the cup by like squatting down. Like and in, I looked, yeah. Like in a catcher's position. Yeah, exactly. Like both knees bent down, like almost just like a squat position, not the way you typically see it. Somebody said that that might be how he always does it. I looked at other videos. That is not the way he always does it. Maybe I cursed Cameron Tringali and he tweaked it on like the third hole on Thursday, but yeah, you know, I'll take the Cam Tringali miss cut for the Tom Hoagie 60 to one. So thanks Tom for getting it done. Thanks Jordan for, opening the door with dumping your tee shot on 17 into the bunker and then missing the par putt. That was tremendous I mean, content. That's, that's speed. That's right, right? man. There's good. There's speeth bad. Giveth, speeth taketh yeah. away. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's a wild ride, but right. we always talk about this and we can, we can hit on speeth. Um, obviously we can mention that shot on, uh, on eight over the cliff. Um, <laughs> that was a big, but uh, I mean, that's, that's speeth and, and nobody aside from tiger, I don't think there's another golfer on tour that makes you feel the way people right. feel yes. when, when like he's in it. Right. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. It's a fun. And you know, you get him and Greller mic'd up and they're just talking every shot and you get Jordan saying something. I know Michael. And then Michael saying, well, I know it's like, so you know, great. what's crazy is like, let's go back to that shot on eight where he was, you know, a few inches from dropping from 69 death. feet yes, to his death. Um, it, multiple times per round you are just waiting for spieth and greller to just have an all-out brawl correct course right like you just don't but know when one of them is going to blow brawl. up it's like yeah it, it they're they clearly have such a great relationship but at the same time yes the way they talk to each other you're just yeah. waiting for the sparks to fly but then like after the round spieth gives his interview and he's like michael told me to back off he told me not to hit that shot he told oh, me yes, it wasn't yes, worth yes, it yes. 
I gave him a hug, like, you know, all was good, et cetera, et cetera. So like, you know, you hear in the interview post round that Greller like is doing the right things. Right. And, of course. and yes. obviously they have a great relationship, but like part of me was waiting for like Spieth to screw up that shot, whether he falls down the cliff or not, like maybe he just kind of screws up the shot, which he ends up hitting it long, but mm-hmm. makes par, but like, you know, who knows? He, he blades that into the, into the freaking ocean or, you know, something happens. Right. And then he takes Greller's head clean off. But like that, <laughs> it just never gets to that point. It's, it's like yeah. fascinating watching those two. Yeah. Uh, an interesting dynamic, but yeah, Jordan's Jordan's with us still. That's good. Um, I think there was a little bit more like, yes, it was uncomfortably close to the cliff, but there was enough room. There was a foot at least uh, of I space mean, between that. Look, I wouldn't have hit it myself. I would have walked over, pulled it back and said, guys, this doesn't count for a penalty stroke. I'm looking to leave this trip with all of my limbs attached to my body. But Jordan, you know, it's a PGA. You got to hit it, man. There's there's tournament rules. So he did. And it almost would have worked out for him. But in the end, Tom Hoagie was two shots better. Yeah, that's that's right. And ironically enough, we're at Waste Management this week in Phoenix where Spieth was reborn a year ago. That's right. So, you know, right. we, we might talk a little bit more about Spieth uh, later. Uh, we might not. Uh, I'm not sure if he's on any of our cards. We'll Teaser alert. Out. We'll have to find yeah. out. But, uh, but it was a year ago at this tournament where he finished fourth and he kept it rolling the, the rest of the year. So, yeah, that was the, I think you're exactly right. Everyone's memory. If you were to ask the casual golf fans, like, what happened last year at the waste manager? I think most people would tell you like, Oh yeah, that's when Jordan Spieth returned from the dead. So I don't right. know. Is this, is Ricky Fowler going to return from the dead this weekend? No, you think? Okay. no, I, I, no, he's not. <laughs> no signs of life. I think there was no, a little bit not. more sign of life from Jordan last year prior to waste management, but absolutely none of that to be found for Ricky, but he, he right. has one here. So, um, yeah, I think we can probably jump into it. Thank you for the, the, the kind words about last week. I'm excited to, to keep this thing rolling. Um, I, I would argue this is my favorite non-major tournament. How do you feel about the Waste Management Open? Uh, I love this tournament. I don't know if it's my favorite non-major. but Can't include the players. Players is a, is a, a major. major. Yes, a major <laughs> air quotes, bad radio. But I, yeah. I don't think you can include that one. This is my favorite yeah. of those other five. Yeah, I mean... I love this one. I the playoffs, I guess, are a different beast. But um, like, what else would yeah. you throw in there? Like Bay Hill Memorial. Um, you oh, know, I mean, I, definitely the AT and T Pro Am. I mean, that one's up there. Definitely, <laughs> that's one of my favorites. <laughs> Give me more of that every week. I want to see Willie Nelson's son out there a few more times on tour each yes, year. I please. think that'd be, that'd be ideal. Can I ask you a question, um, Bill Murray? What yes or no. Him? No, are, are you no, are you still no. in on Bill Murray? Have I was never been in. in. I was never been in. Yeah, that's I just a cool listen, gimmick for golf. But I'm, I'm yeah. I'm I mean, it. I like the guy. You know, I think he's funny. But the amount of airtime he still gets every sure. single time he trots mm-hmm. out there at Pebble Beach is just insane. Like you've got guys like and and granted they did show like Jake Owen a lot and Canelo a lot and like yeah. you know Canelo Macklemore and and Schoolboy Q like they showed some of these guys that were like playing really well but like so much Bill Murray and I'm like just enough all right <laughs> he can't even tee up his own ball he needs a golf cart to get to his next shot it's like 
you know, it, 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 a lot of it just seems. Maybe this was his swan song. Maybe they just want to give him a little more airtime since we're never going to have him back if he's in that that kind of shape right now. Maybe. Know. I've been saying that about Lee Corso for a decade. And he they keep trotting him out there every Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> just spit shields up on the on the uh from from all the guys, Herb Street, the whole set. Mm-hmm. Um, but he keeps trucking along, man. Maybe Bill Murray is the Lee Corso of the ATT Pebble Beach Pro Am. You know, I guess. Give me more. Give me more of the Pro Ams. That's all I all I want. Um I think this tournament, though, is exciting because of the environment. And this also is probably the best field this tournament's ever had. I mean, you've got a star-studded top. We'll, we'll talk about the numbers and, and who who's favored this week. No surprise, it's John Rahm. But there's some top-tier talent. And then you mix in. I think this is my, my hot take on the Waste Management Open. Obviously, the 16th hole gets a ton of love for the stadium par three uh, shit show that it is. Um, and... Don't get me wrong. That is on my short list for bachelor parties. But I think the 17th hole is why I love waste management. Remember last year, Brooks Kepka chipped in for Eagle. It's a drivable par four with a legitimate water on the left. Exactly. Like legitimate water that you need to factor in. And the fact that those guys have to make that do I don't die decision in crunch time. That's what I love about golf. It's exactly what happened when Colin Morikawa went out and won the PGA at TPC Harding Park, that drivable, I, I want to say 16th hole, maybe 17th hole, and he goes out there and sticks it to six feet. Like, that is the kind of stuff that makes golf exciting. Yeah. Not when everybody pulls driver, when you have to weigh the risk-reward. I That's why I love this tournament so much. Yeah, 100% agree. I mean, 16 is great. 17 is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, the finish at this tournament is great. The yep. the vibes are amazing. Um, um yeah, I, I've never been there personally. I hope to get there soon, Me whether too, it's yep, a bachelor yep. party or or otherwise. Or but. a podcast trip. There we go. There you go. Um, um, yeah, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a ton of stars. We can kind of jump right into the board and what's sticking out to us. Um, no surprise, John Rahm's in the field. He's once again the favorite. He's once again the favorite in single digits. He's 6-1 to one this week to win. He went to Arizona State. He's performed well here in the past. Is this the week where we have to say, screw it, we're taking John Rahm with a bet? Um, I don't know, man. It's tough. It's tough for me to, to do it, right? I mean, I thought about it, but he's also, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when he uh, was at the Farmers, when he kind of played like, um, like crap compared to what his, he's used to standard. and still yep, finished one sure. stroke back. So like, yes, on one hand, it's a sign of things to come for his domination this year. But on the mm-hmm. other hand, like he's not playing as well as he could be playing. So that gives me pause at that number in this field. I would say it's more. Yeah. I don't think he's played bad. You're you're right. It's all relative, right? If John Rahm's ceiling is the best golfer in the world and he finishes T14 at at uh, the Farmers. Yeah, that's not John Rom caliber. This week he's playing a tournament that he's played in 5 of the last no, I'm sorry, 6 of the last 7 years, never finished worse than T16. Um I am of the same mindset you are. I'm not betting John Rom this week, but it would not surprise me if he comes out firing um and and feels a little little slighted from his most recent experience. I think he was in he played overseas. Am I right? We didn't see him. Did we see him two weeks ago? Uh, he has a T3 and I can't remember where, where he was after, uh, after he played at, um, 
if we played at the farmers, I got to pull this up right now just to quickly look. Oh, I mean, yeah, farmers T3. Yeah, T3. I'm not sure. T3 at the farmers, T14 of the American Express. That's what I had backwards. And right. we continue on because John Rahm's not on our card. Other guys, short numbers. We'll stick with the guys in the, the teens. You got Justin Thomas at 10 to 1, Hideki 14 to 1, Spieth, who we've talked about. He's back. His resurrection last year on this course, 16 to 1 followed by Cantlay and Hovland at 16 to one of this top tier, who stands out to you the most? Um, you know, I'm, so I'm really interested to see Hovland, right? He's, he was playing, um, you know, in some other tournaments and he won, uh, yep. Dubai. Yeah. Moved up to the number three in the world, but I honestly haven't seen that much Hovland this year. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm interested to see him, um, I'm starting my card a little bit further down, um, not not much further, but a, a little bit further. Um, but these guys are are loaded at the top. Um, definitely uh, interested in, in seeing what Spieth has to do, uh, you know, this week, and you know, Rom being Rom, uh, see if Matsuyama can keep his um, hot year going. But uh, I mean, so many storylines up here at the top. Yeah, I, I actually have a golfer I really like, and you mentioned him in your first breath. I really like Hovland this week. He's 16 to one. This is a course where different profiles have excelled. In 2020, you had Webb, who won here. 19, it was Ricky. Last year, we've already talked about that was Brooks, Gary Woodland the year before, and then you had Hideki back to back years in 17 and 16. We all know Hovland's weakness, and it's around the green game. I'm, I'm basing this mostly off of the data golf numbers seems like around the green game is less important than it would be in a typical PGA tour course. And then if you take what Victor Hovland's doing with his irons, it's really difficult to imagine he has to chip the ball a whole lot this week. I imagine he'll be putting from some pretty close distances. You mentioned it. He has the victory that he won over at Dubai. Awesome video of him accepting a mega size check and going ching. Um, <laughs> love that guy's sense of humor. I, I hope something similar happens this week because I'm going to take him at 16 to one for three quarters of a unit. Uh, so not quite a full, couldn't quite slot in a full unit considering the other guys I like this week. But at three quarters of a unit, I think Hovland's going to be in, in some good company. The rest of that top group, like I like them all. I, I could make an argument for any one of these guys. I just think Hovland's number is a little bit better. And then if you take his trend line lately, I think Hovland's iron game is right up there with the best in the world. So I'm going to take Hovland 16 to one. Yeah, the only thing that gives me pause on him is um, his limited history here. Uh, he's yep. got one one entry, one miscut, and that's it. So, uh, you know, hopefully his form for you uh, and his pedigree will, uh, you know, be able to to overcome yep. all that stuff, obviously. Um, I'm starting a little bit further down. Um, 22 to 1, Scotty Scheffler. We talked about him a lot, um, you know, to start the season and then kind of the end of last year when he was making this push for the Ryder Cup, et cetera. Really like Scotty Scheffler uh, this week. T7 last year uh, at this event. He's got two top 25s um, in his last two starts. He's playing really well. Um, You know, I I like what he's doing. He's uh, back in uh, November and December. He had a a run of top fives. Um, You know, if he can keep that going 22 to one, I think is a really strong number for Scotty Scheffler. He hasn't won before. 
this could be it. This could be the, the, his first win. So um, I love Scheffler this week. I'm going to be all over him with a, uh, a win bets uh, for three quarters of a unit, 22 to one. Love it. Yeah. I wish I had more space in the card. Scheffler was one of those guys where it's like, find a reason not to bet. And it wasn't that he was somebody I didn't want on my card. They're just only five units to go around every week. And there are so many good golfers in this field. It's difficult to fit them all in the card at one way or another, but he's a gamer, man. I think, you know, Scheffler and Hovland are similar to me in the sense that they are guys who will go out and attack a course who are going to attack pins, who are aggressive. We've seen in the past, the winner here is typically somewhere in the high teens, 18, 19 under when it's all said and done, like you got to go out and get birdies and, Scheffler is one of those brilliant machines, as is Hovland. It'd be fun if those two were duking it out. Come he's, thir- he's 13th on tour in, in birdie average, 27th in scoring average. Um, you know, he's hitting the ball a long way in, in the top uh, 35, I believe, in driving distance. And mm-hmm. uh, he's dialed in with his irons, too. So he's got it all working right now. Um, if he sinks some putts and, uh, and he's as accurate as he has been, no, no reason he shouldn't get to or he couldn't get his first win here. Yep. I love it. Working our way down the rest of the card. So you just mentioned Scotty at 22 to one. You've got Xander Berger in that 20 to one range. I'm on a guy in the 30 to ones. There's a few in this window. Burns, Henley, Kepka, Louis Ustazen is making his debut at 35 to one. Webb Simpson and Tony Finau. Based on the guys I just ran off, can you guess who I might have on my card? I mean, is it a golf tournament? Is it a golf tournament without you betting on Sam Burns? It is not a golf tournament, nor is it a golf tournament if I'm not betting on Max Homa. Spoiler alert. Giving oh. away all my card already. But yes, Sam Burns is on my card this week. Sam Burns is a guy who I think we've basically centered around three young stars. Guys who are in their early 20s that wave behind JT and Brooks and Rom and Jordan. And I feel like Burns... Victor Hovland and Scotty Scheffler are three guys who will be part of Ryder Cups in the future, who will be part of, of many wins on the PGA Tour. Um, President's Cup this year. Yeah, President's Cup this year. I think this is a situation for me with, with Burns where last time out, he played the Farmers poor, very poor. Everything before that, top 20s, top 20s at Shriner, at the CJ Cup, at the Houston Open, at Century. This was a weird anomaly where he had bad approach numbers, and that's not common. Um, I think this is a situation where Burns can recover. I think this is a, a spot where Burns can be aggressive. I think you made a point earlier about Hovland. Um, Burns had back-to-back cuts here, T22. So he's got some of the course experience as well. And this man makes birdies. Uh, I think you just mentioned the guy a moment ago, Scotty, who's one of the better birdie players on tour, Sam Burns, top 10 right there next to Scotty, right there next to Victor Hovland. So guys who I think we would expect go out there, hunt flags, put themselves in position to score. So I, I, I like that we've kind of got three very similar golfers circled already. Um, he's 30 to one. I'm putting a half unit on it and I'm taking a top 20 on Sam Burns, even money for a unit. All right. That's, that's your weekly Sam Burns write up from Jeff. That's, that's pretty much it, man. All aboard the train. <laughs> I'm staying in the same exact um, window, the odds board. Uh, you did mention him when when talking about it, but uh, Webb Simpson, somebody who hasn't played a whole lot um, this year, 
He's uh, he played at uh, the Sony. He played one of the Hawaii events, but that was his only event uh, in the calendar year on tour. So uh, hasn't played a ton, but uh, before the Sony was in uh, in some pretty good form and he loves this tournament Um, going back. Uh, obviously to his win in 2020 he's also got a top 20 in um 2019 a second place finish in 2017 a couple top 10s before that so he loves this course obviously he's accurate um i think this is a uh he he was selective uh you know he he's talked about him and paul Tesori, his caddy uh talking about how selective they are when you know planning their their schedule for the year he obviously loves being here, and I think this is a – he's a golfer where I don't have to worry about um, how often he's playing, right? Mm-hmm. I think if he's picking uh, particular tournaments, he's going to be locked in for those particular tournaments. So uh, I happen to really, really like Webb Simpson this week. I'm going to put three-quarters of a unit on the win at 35-1, to 1, and then I'm also going to go uh, with the top 20 uh, at plus 120 for one and a quarter units. So two total units on web this week, the win and the top 20. Love it. Yeah. You can't argue with where Webb Simpson chooses to go. As you mentioned, usually places where the guy expects to have success. Um, and he's a, he's a high level player wherever he shows up. Um, we got a lot of love in this range. Um, another guy for me on the card in this 30 range. And I think this kind of proves just how much talent is in this tournament. You got guys in this range. You mentioned Webb. We just talked about Sam Burns. You got Brooks Kepka, the defending champion, who hasn't been in great form, sure. But there's lots of guys here with a ton of value in the 30s. Then one other guy for me is, is Louis Oosthuizen. I am not taking Louis to win. That's not his forte. Louis' forte is top 10s. And so I'm going to take Louis at plus 250. This past week, the comparison I'll draw for Louis was uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. Guy hadn't played. We hadn't seen him for a few months. No one knew what to expect. That's not to say that these guys don't practice. Just because they're not in competitive game mode doesn't mean that they're not going to come out and be able to fire on all cylinders. I'm going to put a unit behind Louie top 10 at plus 250. There is hard to argue there's a more consistent guy. Um, maybe doesn't win the way his consistency would show, but I think top 10 is plenty enough. He's played here before. It's been a little while. Played last year, T11. But before that, it was only a t- uh, 2017 showing where he was third. I like this as an opportunity. He's had three months off, probably in a good headspace, probably feeling limber. Um, doesn't need to win. Just a top 10 plus 250 for a unit. Yeah. You um, you mentioned uh, his forte being top 10s. Tony Finau, similar mold. Top 10 mold, Tony, that's right. Right? Yes. So I'm going to stick uh, with that mold, and I'm actually going to give my next play um, in prop form. So uh, we get our lines from, yeah, we get our lines from DraftKings. And if you go to uh, the Waste Management Phoenix Open and you click on tournament props, then top finish parlays, there's some interesting stuff uh, offered by DraftKings this week. One of those that I'm taking, Scotty Scheffler, Webb Simpson, two guys I'm already on, plus Tony Finau, all top 10 finish, 30 to 1. Love that bet. I love it. Um, top 10, Tony put him with guys. I already love this week in Webb and Scotty, you got 30 to one for three of those guys to finish in the top 10. It's, you know, it's a long shot. It's 30 to one. I'm going to put half a unit on it because I love the three of them so much. Finau obviously has some history at this tournament and, uh, 
you know, he can, he can slap the ball around pretty good over here in, in Phoenix. So, um, you know, I, once, once I, I was perusing the prop bet options for, uh, the week, this jumped out at me, uh, immediately. Tony is going to just so fascinating. I mean, putted maybe one of the worst putting shows of his career at farmers. And I'm looking at the data golf numbers. I'll tell you, it was at least his worst putting performance in the last two years. I'm now on year three and yep. Yep. That's it. Literally. I mean, the only other one was the players and that got canceled due to COVID. It was like only yep. one round or whatever. So again, we talk about the volatility of the putter here in this window. Tony's had multiple positive strokes gained approach. It would not shock me at all for Tony Finau to come back and just. He, he did finish runner up to Webb two years yeah, ago. So, yep. you know, he doesn't have the most stellar history at this course, but he has done it before. So sure has. here's to hoping he and, <laughs> and Scheffler and Webb can all do it together this week right. and uh, we can cash a, a really nice prop bet. Love it. Um, all right. We're going to kind of work our way down the board here. Uh, I think we're kind of in the, you could call it the longer shot range. Um, this is where you might find your Tom Hoagies and, and you do find your Tom Hoagie. Um, Hoagie Rowland, 65 to one this week. As we've talked about before, never pick a guy fresh off his first PGA tour win. This is not going to work out for you. Joel Damon, the last time he won, he came out there and then barely made the cut and finished like dead last. I think Tom Hoagie had a good time celebrating. I don't expect him to contend this week, but I do think there's some value in this range. And a guy that I have circled and I have already bet because I expected this number to drop was Adam Scott at 50 to one. Adam Scott has not been on our radar a lot lately. He did play in those same two events overseas that one of the events that Victor Hovland won. Um, He's got multiple, he's got back-to-back top tens, three of his last six, he was in the top 10 positive on strokes gained approach in every one of those tournaments. If you go back to last year, not a great year for him, but towards the end, things started to get better. Listening to him on the No Laying Up podcast, he's in a good place. I feel like he's kind of entering that part of his career. You know, the guy's in his, he's 41 now, right? Like, I think he understands how to take care of his body and where he has chances to win. He is still a good all around player, which I think you have to be this week. So I'm going to take Adam Scott at 50 to one for a half unit to win. And then we'll also take a top 20 at plus 170 for one unit. He has never played this tournament uh, first show, but he's coming in with some good form. And I think he's a guy who from any part of the fairway, he can find the, the flagstick and give himself some shrimp shots at birdie top 15 in birdie or better percentage this past season on the PGA tour. Before you get to one of your longer shots on, on the card, even longer than Adam Scott. And before I give you, an even longer shot. I've got a matchup to play this week. Um, I haven't played a ton of them this week or this year rather. And this is strictly a feel thing. Um, again, offered by DraftKings. I'm taking honest Abe answer, even money over Harold Varner, the third for a full unit reason being the, the, the hangover, right? The, the win hangover. He was just overseas obviously drilled that 90 foot walk-off Eagle. We haven't talked about that yet. It was electric. His first win in six years, his second professional win, I believe it was now he's in the top 50 in the world. He's got entry as long as he stays there to all the majors, he is riding high. He's probably living it up this week. There was an awesome flight back 
to the States. Um, who knows what, what Harold Varner is going to do this week. So it's really just a feel thing, get even money on somebody like Abe answer who, um, doesn't have a ton of history here. Uh, you know, one event and a missed cut a couple years ago, but, uh, I'll take, I'll take my shot here, even money for, uh, you know, Harold Varner to have a little hangover, no pun intended. Well, I just talked about it with, uh, with Joel Damon, with Tom Hoagie, with Harold Varner, like you were saying, he's never won on the PGA Tour, Harold Varner. Correct. This is his first like win in any major tournament anywhere. And this doesn't count as a PGA Tour win. Mm-mm. Right. International victory, sure. But I mean, yeah, that man, the way he celebrated on the 18th green when he made that 90-foot eagle. I mean, I don't think you can call it a putt. He was off the green. Yeah, well. He had his flat stick, sure. But yeah, hey, he made it and he won the tournament. Didn't have to go to a playoff against Bubba. and. Yeah, I, I imagine um, HV3 as good of a headspace as he might be. It might be a little cloudy. Might have had you know a few drinks, enjoyed the spoils of a victory the same way Tom Hoagie probably did. I like sure. to play a lot for that for that reason, and I don't even any any more reasons. That's perfect. I didn't even look up answers stats uh, in his last few rounds. You know, I know he's in you know mediocre form. You can call it uh, and doesn't have a ton of history here. Like I said, but. Uh, you know, somebody as good as answer, even money to, you know, just beat straight up somebody who's, who's coming off a week like that. Uh, I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah, I, I could agree more. You don't need to tell me anything other than he's going up against a guy who won for the first time ever last week. I, yeah, overseas hope, hope too. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yes. Overseas. Yeah. yeah. No, I love it. Um, you mentioned long shots. You also um, hinted at the idea that my card sometimes finds similar people. Uh, whether it's Sam Burns uh, or these other young guns that I, that I like on the tour, Cameron Smith, I, I've got some favorites. This guy's one of them. He's already been on my card once this season. I'm going back to the well with Max Homa. Max Homa's season has been a bit erratic. He had the win at the Fortinet, which we talked about the last time. He gets cut at the Farmers. Didn't really have a great like California swing uh, as we as we might have expected. Um, he didn't play at Amex. He also didn't play this past week at Pebble Beach, but I think we all expected more out of him from the farmers breaking news, maybe an hour behind breaking news, but I'm going to say it anyways. He he has tweeted that he is bringing the stash back this week. Wants to get weird looking for a little vibe change. Um, That might work. It might not. He's 70 to one this week, but a guy who's won in really tough fields. And I say this every time we talk about him, he won at the Genesis in a field tougher than this. This guy is 70 to one. He's down there with the likes of Keith Mitchell, Aaron Wise, Ricky Fowler is 80 to one. My God, what are we doing with that number? Mito Pereira at 100 to one. Like Max Homa's won big tournaments. I'm putting a quarter of a unit at 70 to one on Max Homa to win. And that's the only thing I'm doing because it's very possible Max Homa completely misses the cut. It's also very possible that he rises to the occasion. Yeah. Um, again, your weekly write up. On Max Homa from Jeff. Do you need to know what's happening with Max Homa, Sam Burns, or Cameron Smith? Tune into the Walking In podcast. Jeff will have his weekly book report for you. That's right. Um, I'm going to close out the um, the week for us with a really long shot and somebody who um, a lot of people probably don't know about. Den- Denny McCarthy, 28 year old, five foot nine UVA grad. Um, from, from my neck of the woods uh, over here in, in Maryland. Um, so he's 149th in the world. 
but he's 26th in FedEx Cup. That tells you he's having a really good season, right? Yes, not only is. is he not only is he just having a good season, the guy has one finish outside the top 15 since November. He's on a roll, and not many people are talking about him. Uh, T6 at the Amex uh, a few weeks ago. T12 at Pebble Beach last week. He is rolling. Uh, he's 100 to 1, which seems kind of crazy. 22nd on tour in driving accuracy. He's 5th on tour in scoring. Nobody's talking about this guy. I think, uh, I think this is a, a week where... He announces himself to a little bit more of the world, considering all the eyeballs and all the fun that uh, surrounds this tournament. So I'm going to take him a uh, little nibble, a uh, quarter of a unit at 100 to one. And then I'm also going to put a half unit on his top 20, which is plus 275. So uh, three quarters of a unit total on Denny McCarthy. I think he has a big week. I think he keeps up his really good season and uh, more, more people start to talk about him. The thing with Denny McCarthy is he puts the lights out. I mean, this man gains strokes putting in every tournament. And if he can find a way to just not lose strokes on his approach, he's probably going to be in a good spot. So um, I like the risk. I like the risk at 101. I, I personally don't, <laughs> I don't think our long shots stand much of a chance. This tournament is so star studded. I, I really don't think a guy outside the top, I'm going to say right now on DraftKings, you can draw the line at 30 to one. I know I have a bet on Louie. I know I have a, uh, a top 10 on Louie. I'm sorry. I know I have a bet on Adam Scott. I know I have a bet on Max Homa. But like, if you look at that top top list, man, there mm-hmm. are just some incredible iron players, guys who are at the top of their game. Um, it's going to take someone's very best to knock off one of those guys. Yeah, I agree with you. But when you're looking at for value, Danny of McCarthy course, that's presents the a ton of it. A ton of And that's exactly right. We're the name of this game is where is, where is the value? Um, that's, that's the whole point of this. It's not to just pick the, the shortest odds every week because that's just really not where value lives, as you can tell, in a golf uh, season where we've already had some, some pretty long shot winners. So uh, I will quickly recap my card, and then I will kick it to Mark. I've got Victor Hovland to win 16-1 to 1 for three quarters of a unit, Burns to win at 30-1 to 1 for a half unit, and tagging the top 20, even money at one unit. Louis Oosthuizen, top 10, uh, top 10 Tony's cousin, plus 250 for a unit. Adam Scott to win 50 to one for a half unit, tagging a top 20 at plus 170 for a unit on Adam Scott. And Max Homa, 70 to one for a quarter of a unit. That is my card, five units. Let's book another winner. Yeah, my uh, my win bets this week, Scotty Scheffler, 22 to one for three quarters of a unit. Webb Simpson, 35 to one, three quarters of a unit. Uh, Denny McCarthy, 100 to 1 for a quarter of a unit. I'm also taking Webb Simpson top 20 at plus 120 for one and one quarter units. And uh, Denny McCarthy top 20 at plus 275 for half a unit. Uh, One matchup play this week, Abe Answer, even money over Harold Varner III for a unit. And then we're taking a a top 10 finish parlay, it's called, and listed uh, like that on DraftKings if you're looking for it. Scotty Scheffler, Webb Simpson, Tony Finau, all to finish in the top 10, 30 to one, half unit. Love it. Yeah, uh, that top 10 parlay is going to be fun to watch. I hope that all those guys are in the mix. It's it's difficult to watch one guy 
fighting for that top 10, like you mentioned, Jason Day kind of faded down the stretch on Sunday. Um, imagine three guys, Duke and now just like, come on, man, please hold that yep. line. I imagine so. all three of them finish in a tie for T12, one stroke back. <laughs> <laughs> God, that would be a kick. Um, I'll tell you, I if, if I look at this right now, uh, best value on the card, I'm – I'm very intrigued by the Scotty Scheffler bet at 22 to one. I'm also very intrigued by your Webb Simpson bet. I'm if Adam Scott wins this week, I'm going to be a happy, happy man. I think this guy's going to surprise some people this year. I feel like he's coming into this in a, in a much better spot than I think people are, are prepared for with old man, Adam Scott and his khaki pants and khaki shirts. I, um, I've got an idea for you, Jeffrey. Oh, here we go. Is this a bourbon bet time? Is it bourbon bet time? It's bourbon bet Let's time. Let's go. All right. Lay it on me. You've got Adam Scott at 50 to 1. Uh-huh. I've got Danny McCarthy oh, at 100 God. to 1. Oh, God. I want some odds from you if you're going to give them. How about, I mean, I should probably give you some strokes. I think that would be easier. Okay. So yeah. give me some strokes. Adam Scott head-to-head against Danny McCarthy this week. I'm going to... Let's see. I'll give you. I'll give you two and a half strokes. I'll take it. Two and a half strokes on and do one has to make the cut for action, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One has to make the cut for action. One has to make the cut for action. That sounds like a plan. Bourbon bet first of the season. Virtual handshake, sir. Let's let's do it. Yes. Lock it yes. in. Lock Adam it Scott up. minus two and a half over Denny McCarthy. Love it. I think that's relatively fair. I'm just trying to do the math. Like what's a 50 to one to hundred to one. How do you, how do you split the difference there? So, right. Ah, two and I'm, two and a half I'm will. Yeah. I'm willing to take it. Let's let's play. Let's see. Let's see what happens. See, see how good we are when it comes to, to be in our own book here. Um, Love it. All right. Well, that will do it this week for the waste management open. We'll be back again next week. We are off to Riviera the Genesis um, looking to bag another winner this week. Lots of, of really good action here. Check the sub stack for some more write-ups on the picks this week. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Walk in those bets this week. Take care, y'all.